Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. How you all doing? This is the first episode I've recorded for a couple of weeks. I know that, you know, you still get your two a week, but... I've recorded loads and, and scheduled them all well in advance. And uh, and I've just turned 50. Uh, so I, I, I escaped to the Peak District for uh, for a week. And so um, this is the first sort of episode back. And um, I think it's been about nearly three weeks since I've recorded one, which is a kind of first. So I was a little bit worried that I might be rusty, which sounds ridiculous because... The format's pretty straightforward, right? It's the seven questions, and uh, and and I've asked them nearly five hundred times, so I should be fine. But I did feel a little bit rusty, so it was really nice that today's guest made it a really, really nice and easy chat to have. Um, today's guest is Ewan Phillips, and Ewan, um, I, I found out about Ewan through. Uh, a previous guest, um, the wonderful Frau Ridings, and she chose one of Ewan's records. And when I heard it, I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And and I said to Frau, do you think Ewan would come on? And she was like, well, I'll ask him. I'm sure he would. And uh, and we struck up a, a little conversation over email, and, and Ewan was delighted to, uh, to, to to come on. And and you're going to hear that chat in a moment, and it's such a lovely chat. And um, before we get on with that... A few thank yous. I'd like to thank Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, I'd like to thank the team at the Blue Murder Club podcast. That's a wonderful true crime podcast, and uh, I recommend you go check that out. And uh, the team over there produce this here podcast. Um, Also, big thanks to you lot. As mentioned a moment ago, nearly at 500 episodes, and I'm so lucky to get to be able to either walk in a room or turn on my laptop and, and you know, and face-to-face uh, in front of me is generally, you know, a, a, a wonderful creative talent. And, and I get to do the thing I like most, which is talk about music and records and such. And and I throw it out there on that there interweb. And it's just delightful that, that you enjoy it and use, you know, use message and comment and like and share. And, and yeah, it's just, it's wonderful. And, uh, and I love doing it. Um, if it's your first time listening, hello, um, I'm Stu, uh, you're late to this here party because, um, well, there's bloody hundreds out there already, I've been doing it for a couple of years now, so what I'd suggest is, when you get to the end of today's delightful natter with Ewan, go and have a little look in the archive, because, let me tell you, we talk about some great indie bands today. And uh, and I've had them on. I've had the Killers on. I've had the Kaisers on. I've had the Kooks on. Um, and you name it. Like most indie bands that have been doing anything in the last 20, 30 years, I've had a natter with most of them. Um, and if you like your things a little bit heavier, you like your rock, then uh, I've had like Mastodon on. I've had uh, Tommy Lee and Motley Crue. I've had the Foo Fighters. I've had Papa Roach, Enter Shikari. Um, yeah, I've had loads of stuff like that on. I've had a real cream of UK acting talent from Michael Smiley to Maxine Peake to Joe Hartley to Thomas Turgoose. Um, I mean, if you want to talk actors, I've had bloody David Duchovny on. You know, the bloke from the X-Files. I had a great chat with David. 
Um, loads of DJing producers, like, you know, Nevermind producer Butch Vig, um, Norman Cook, a.k.a. Fatboy Slim. Uh, oh, I've been so lucky. And if you like your comedy, then I've had some really great chats with James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Maisie Adam, Jade Adams. Um, yeah, they're they're all there to be enjoyed for free. So when you get to the end of today's chat with you and uh, go and get stuck into that archive. Now, I often wonder, when you listen to this, do you ever think, oh, I know what my answer to that would be. And uh, have you picked what your tracks would be? Should you, um, you know, get to come on off the beaten track? Well, let me tell you, you can. It's really easy. Um, I do a live show once a month, and I'll do it over on my Patreon. So what I do is uh, I pick a question from the podcast, and then um, I send out a Zoom invite, and everybody pops along. And now, let me tell you, you can, you can get really involved and have a good old chat and, and meet the rest of the people that, that have been coming to these events. It's such a lovely little crowd of people. Um, or you can sit there with your camera off and your mic off and just watch. You know, you can be as involved as you like. Um, but trust me, it's a really beautiful little community has been building over there. And it's not a judgy one. It's not a kind of super cool indie thing where, you know, everybody's just talking about nostalgia, the records that have been important to them and why they're important, and it's it's really nice, and it's only an hour when we do it once a month, and it's part of what you get if you decide to become a patron and support the podcast. So not only do you get that, um, but you get you get to watch all the episodes. I put these podcasts up on um, a platform so you can go and watch all of your chats. Um, you get access to, obviously, a huge archive, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes in the in the Patreon back catalogue, um, hundreds of radio shows. Um, I've recorded so many radio shows over the last few years. Um, and you get access to, I'll do lots of like Spotify playlists and such, little mixtapes, and you get it all. Um, and let me tell you, it's going to cost, if you want to do it, right? And I, and I urge you to go and have a little look. Um, because you won't be disappointed, and I'd love to see you at a, a little live show. It's going to cost you seventy p a month. It's a dollar, so whatever that you know works out, it's about seventy odd pence. Um, that's it. Because I know times are tough at the moment, so um, if you can spare seventy p a month, then um, yeah, come and have a look at, at at the Patreon and support the podcast because. That 70p goes in the pot to ensure that you, you still get your two free episodes every week. And uh, and yeah, if you want to find out about that, um, head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash off the beat and track. Um, and if you go over there, just have a little look, press play on the video and you can watch a little video of me telling you all about it. And, uh, and why not subscribe for a month? And if you're not feeling it, just unsubscribe um other than that you know i'm sure you will i'm sure you'll feel that you know you get a, a lot of bang for your buck there and uh and i'd love to see you over there at a live show right i mean the link will be in the show notes wherever you get this podcast then uh, have a little look in the show notes and click the link um other than that just head over to the website off the beat and track podcast.com that's off the beat and it's not beaten off the beat and track podcast.com Com. Right, I think I'm done with all the kind of the hard sell on the Patreon and, and everything else. Um, I think we can get on with today's chat. Please enjoy it off the Beat and Track podcast with the delightful Ewan Phillips. It's off the Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network with me, Stu Whipping. Calling you and how are you, mate? Good morning. Yeah, I'm great, thank you. It's Wonderful. a good time. Wonderful. Well, let's just jump straight in because I've had a look at your your selection or selections for track one. So um let's let's jump straight in because you've sent three, you've been super greedy, but that's all right. You can have honourable mentions, <laughs> that's fine. And they're good choices as well. So I'm looking forward to discussing them. So um you can tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Greatest intro. This is the thing. I I love so many 
different pieces of music, so many songs. It's so hard to choose. But what I've gone with, well, the first one that came to mind was um, Living is a Problem Because Everything Dies by Biffy Clyro, which has this crazy interest, just these almost random stabs. Where, duh, 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 duh. And it like builds this huge suspense. And um, I remember watching this video on of them performing live at, you know, a big festival. And they really milked it. And it was amazing the tension that they built and then the release afterwards incredible. And I suppose it came up for me because I've been helping make Freya Riding's live show. And so we were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do an intro. What's it gonna be like? And that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, so we didn't we didn't use the exact thing, but we've we've taken ideas from that kind of building suspense and it making the impact even bigger when it when it really all comes in, isn't it? It's interesting that you you, you talk about Biffy Clara and the and the, the power of them live because um, I've I've been pretty honest about Biffy Clara on this podcast and I've said that I'm not a huge fan and uh, and I know yeah. that I'm in the minority because people love that band and and it's not easy to transcend as a band where you your front cover of the enemy and your front cover of Kerrang. You know, that's that's not an easy thing to do. Muse have done it and Biffy have done it and and uh but when I saw I saw Biffy Clyro play, uh, I may have mentioned this on, on a previous episode, but I saw Biffy Clyro play an enemy awards about ten years ago, probably around the time that track yeah. was coming out. Fucking hell, you and I have never heard three people make such a big so sound. <laughs> it was unbelievable, and like, and I was like, oh, I get it now. I get why people like this band because if you've seen them live, they're gonna take your head off your shoulders. It was yeah. sonically amazing, and and that, as you say, that them kind of synth. I'm um, sorry, them sort of string stabs at the beginning. Yeah, and it's and and that's interesting that you chose that and I'm going to I'm going to use that as an example because Still about, yeah because that was a single and I believe that was the first single from an album as well really i believe oh, you so. wouldn't get away with that now would well, this you? is this is where I'm going with it and it's <laughs> like could you imagine taking that to a label and going right here's our first single um oh for the first 30 seconds not a lot happens just these huge stabbing <laughs> strings and it's like well, what what radio station yeah. or Spotify playlist is going to touch that? So with all of that in mind, Ewan, mm. when you're writing, how much of them kind of considerations filter through into your creative process? Would you go for a 30-second elongated string and go, well, the song's going to take its, yeah. you know, take its own path? Or are you aware of the impact of trimming things and tailoring things to get on them playlists and to get on the radio yeah i think it's it's the reality and it's it's the truth and i i when there is a really great intro i'm like okay nice but it has it has to be good do you know what i mean a, a kind of lukewarm mediocre intro it really it kind of a, almost offends me <laughs> these days you're like okay are you sure about that yeah but um yeah so for me i have been a little bit conscious of it i remember about maybe around five years ago I listened to some Jade Bird and it was like within within two, three seconds, like it started and she was singing and I was like, it was it was having a big impact on me and I really liked the immediacy of it. So it was something that I tried to put into my my songwriting because I think when you write a song, you kind of have these, you're sat at the piano, you're sat at your instrument, you're writing away and it all kind of melts together. And maybe maybe you play, maybe you're doing your 10 minute intro or your 30 second intro. But then when it comes to the recording process, I just really listened to it and I did cut. I cut a bunch of intros back then. This is this conversation is making me excited to, I always like to set myself little challenges sometimes when I'm doing songwriting. So you're drawing my attention to, maybe we need to bring back the long intro. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> the saga, yeah. But I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that question. I, I, I think, you know, there's some of the most, successful biggest selling records of all time you know people had laughed bohemian rhapsody out the door now if somebody took it to a label and went this is going to be our new single and it's like no it's not yeah um but and i also think sometimes when you do that sort of you know you you, you go to some writing camp somewhere in europe and you all sit there to try and create this perfect pop record mm. i mean i understand that that's not an easy thing to do but yeah i think if you're looking at it like a 
looking at it like a science. Yeah. You, I think that's what you lose. So the, you lose the emotion. I think. I've, and I've told people this as well. Um, I've been like, okay, this is something I did, and I'm noticing this is a bit of a long intro, blah blah, blah whatever. But um, for me, as like a really super independent artist, um, I release my music, and it's on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever. And I literally do have five seconds to make to make someone who has never heard of me is not interested in anything I have to say from them to go. I I might want this in my life. I might want this music as part of me. And I'm, I really treat that re- relationship and that interaction with a lot of like respect yeah. because, because I'm one of those people and I'm flicking through and it's like, I want to, I want to know and I want to feel straight away whether this is worth my time. And I don't, you know, that can sound a little bit cutthroat, but I think the truth is we, our attention is being fought for so hard on so many different areas and so many different ways that it's for me as a musician um, and where I'm at right now, I don't want to make a compromise where I'm like, no, I'm going to keep this or I'm, I'm not going to get straight to that feeling or the emotion and then I'm going to not be able to connect with some really amazing, beautiful people who might, um, you know, connect with what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. Absolutely. And and I should say that this this episode has, has come about through um, uh, Freya uh, being a, yeah. a, a, a guest. Freya's episode has not come out yet, I don't believe. Um, no, no, no. And, uh, and Freya chose one of your tracks. And, and I heard it and I was like, Oh my god, this is beautiful, and uh, and I was like, think you want to come on the podcast? And I like what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> I like what I like what you've done. We won't give anything away, but I like what you've done at the end of this. Uh, what's going to happen at the end of this episode with your? Oh, really? I like that. I like that. It's good to pay it back. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, look, you you sent three over, so let's shout out the other two, mate. So I suppose the other two are like super similar tunes and super similar intros. And they're a little bit like that song that you heard, my song, The Art of Letting You Go. And interestingly enough, that one does actually have an intro. That completely, oh, I'm blowing my own mind. Yeah, that was quite a healthy <laughs> intro as well. And that's, it's kind of like this piano, but that's okay. So I've managed to engage people with an intro that has like this beautiful piano. And I think what was happening for me when I was making that, the, the intro for my song, Art of Letting You Go, I was really in love with that piano sound and I kind of wanted it to be throughout the whole song. But when I kept it in the rest of the song, it kind of detracted from the vocals and it detracted from the emotion. So it kind of ended up getting like moved out of those different sections. And then it was left at the beginning. I was like, oh, I just, I just love this so much. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do the thing where it starts straight with the vocal. Anyway, so these two songs have a similar intro to mine, State Lines by Nova Amore and Perth by Bonnie Ver. They've got this just, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like really melodic and really soothing and, and quite like a calming guitar. It just, it really throws you into a place where you're starting to get relaxed. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I'm ready for a relax. Take me there. Um, and th- that's why I like those two songs and their Wonderful. intros. Wonderful. Tell me the first song you remember <laughs> hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Um, so I can't remember how old I must have been. There must have been 10, 11, 12. It could have been any one of them. And I had a birthday and I got given a whole bunch of CDs. Um, and one of them, you might not expect this from me, but one of them was the Eminem show. It was an album. Um, so guess who the artist was, Eminem. And there was so, what I... What I really loved about that and what I really love about Eminem is there's so much emotion and there's so much soul and there's so much truth in all of it. And I suppose that was the first time that, especially even like rap had had a really emotional connection with me. Um, so I, I when you, when I read this question, I was like, mm, what, which one's it going to be? I think Mockingbird was the first one that emotionally like, you know, you kind of smells or sounds can snapshot you back and you don't necessarily know all the reasons or why, but yeah, Mockingbird Eminem um, was, was, was a huge tune. And that's, that's, you know, I had no connection to the internet. I had no connection to the like outside world and 
thinking I wasn't thinking like oh which song is the single or which song is the hit or whatever that's just like a guy and his literal what the CD Walkman um and I was given like a little booklet where you can put all your CDs in and then you take one out you put it in and you got yeah yeah so funny um it's a different time isn't it but um How yeah Mockingbird and Stan I, I was about 10 11 yeah so that's going to be like 20 years ago what's that but, um, but yeah. it, it, it shouldn't be overlooked, like, the impact that, I mean, on a 10-year-old, you know, Eminem would have been the most ex- Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Fighting thing out there at that point. Like, how exciting yeah. was, was Eminem when he dropped? It was like... A complete new, just it just took hip hop to another place, and yeah. and 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 turned so many people onto hip hop that probably yeah. weren't hip hop fans. And and to this day, you know, you you, I mean, I, I, I DJ in a, um in, in my venue oh. in Essex, and you still drop Eminem. Yeah. It goes off. yeah <laughs> off in it yeah, every like, time. <laughs> and how many kids? You know, how many 10-year-olds were listening to lyrics to songs that were making <laughs> any sense to them until you listened to Eminem? And the way that, mm. you know, you, you touched on the fact that he's got soul. In the traditional yeah. sense, you think of artists having soul being these kind of like huge, heart-wrenchingly big vocals. It's Soul presents itself in many forms. And, and I think that yeah. Eminem... You know the, the the soul that he put into that, the the honesty in his writing, and the way that he presented it, and the you know the the way that he would rhyme and spit and stuff was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. And and I know for a fact that like there's kids that music wasn't resonating lyrically with until Eminem come along, and it was like, all oh, right, yeah, I get this. Like, yeah, I'm I'm listening to this on a different level to I have music previously. Do you know what I'm saying? It was just so real and so honest and unfiltered. And it's like, you know, when I make music, the, it's this, this isn't all music and I love all different types of music. But for me, when I'm trying to make music, like the kind of core thing is to try and like, you know, package that emotion or like share that feeling. Or it's just I'm writing pretty much a therapy diary entry that ends up resonating with someone else. But like and, and so that's kind of like a core value for me, not like intentionally, but I think that's why I like I really resonate with that because it's he's always what like it's almost whatever he's doing he's always like giving you this emotion and you can like it just it impacts you so so hard i mean my my brother and sister have a story with they obviously my brother was obsessed with eminem too and then um him and my sister went to like a gig and supposedly like i don't know they're like 15 16 or whatever and it starts like pouring, raining in like Wembley Stadium or whatever as Eminem's playing. Do you know what I mean? That's like a bit once. I'm sure that's happened to other people now, but that's you can't beat those endorphins, can you? It's like a teenager in the rain for Eminem. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you just touched on family there. Um, where, where was growing up, and um, and was was home a musical place? Totally. Yeah. So mum and dad kind of were in bands and stuff, and then they end up being in a band together. Um, 
so and then brother he's an artist alex rj phillips and we got um so not rv not rj jay's me alex rv phillips and then my sister jane she's she's hogging the karaoke whenever she can <laughs> and and my little sister enya as well she's she's in a band called reeve and she does her own stuff enya too that i produce on so it's like we all caught the bug every yeah. single one of us is like we're singing away there's there's nothing stopping us um, and I think that's because that's a huge part of all of this. Like, you know, my, my dad was very much the kind of, he's the lead singer type and he's still gigging to this day. So I'm sure as we were little, it was all singing, all dancing. We would go, um, we got like family in Ireland and we'd do like our family holiday and they'd, they'd probably force us a bit too much, but like, get up and sing for your auntie and your yeah. uncle or whatever. So we were, we were the, you know, and there's like a local stage school that does like music acting and dancing and stuff. And, and my dad taught singing there and we, we, we went there and, um, you know, our nickname as a family was the Von Trapps. So, um, <laughs> like we're still getting on the group chat. My mom's still being like, I really hope that one day you'll all sing together. Like that's the, love it. It's, she's not, she's not letting it go. So it's funny. <laughs> what sort of music? Was on the stereo at home growing up. What were you folks listening to? Oh man, um, what is it? There's so many different bits. Like there'll be times that my mum would just non-stop listen to Eurythmics. Um, there'd be because they were in one of those. Um, look back, and it looks a bit like quite funny '80s bands. So yeah. there was a bit of that. Um, the fun side of the eighties going on. Um, but you know, everything from kind of Shania Twain and I'm trying to think. Was the stereo winning doors a lot? Um, well, so I've got, had a bit of a weird life as well. So I'm just kind of growing up normal kid in, um, you know, wherever we live, like up in the suburbs. And then I was in a choir and this lady was like, Oh, you can sing. And so I ended up getting kind of, I don't know what the word is, but picked out and chosen to go sing in this cathedral choir. So a little bit like, like Westminster Abbey, but around the corner. So I went and lived there. So I wasn't actually at home from eight till almost like 22 when I came back from uni. But I did that. And then I did this, you know, another boarding school because it was kind of, I was on that path by then. So I was sort of thrown into the, this whole new world. So we were singing like choir music like seven days a week so when it comes to the stereo i think that's why you know i talk about eminem and maybe we'll talk about some of these other first cds i got i you know when i was younger i was singing elvis and doing knee slides at five but once i went to um this choir school and i was there there wasn't really a stereo that was on it was like the stereo was we were rehearsing in the mornings and we were rehearsing in the afternoons sure. and we were singing every day and then we were doing our homework and it was bedtime so it's a bit of a weird life um but yeah that's that's a that's touching on that i suppose well look let's 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 talk school then so so tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school please oh it reminds me of school Oh yeah. Okay. This is the next question, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> I thought this was like a off the fly. It felt so natural. I was like, Oh yeah. What is it? I've got it written down. Haven't I? Um, right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know the answer. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue for some reason. There was two. So yeah. Or in, in, I don't know what we call it, high school or secondary school or whatever, but um, I've been in this kind of very classical world where it was all, all singing and dancing and then I made a mate I made a friend me and Charlie um and we we started a band essentially so it was kind of my my introduction my introduction introduction to to like pop and rock music and so we were in a rock band and I just remember we're sort of like walking down walking down between classes and stuff like chatting shit about One Republic and how great it is and being like, oh, I love this, isn't it amazing? And he's just, he was like, it's the first time maybe I'd, he was like, oh, Ryan Tedder's voice is just incredible. Listen to this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
who's Ryan Tedder? And he was like, One Republic. And then I, I, I really got into that album. And again, that, that's that got so much emotion, but so much like drive and passion. And, you know, my teen indie rock band, um, Zeitgeist, uh, what I was feeling. So Stop and Stare would be the one that really, really jumps out to me. And as, as an indecisive Libra, well, I'm not decisive. I'm not, there we go, said it, it's, it's out now. I am decisive, but I don't know. I like to have options. The the other one I saw, because Paramore played live the other day and I saw a friend's story and it's, there's this bit in All I Wanted by Paramore that she's, all I wanted was you. She just does this incredible vocal and it's like, the song's not their most famous song. The song's not the most popular song. It's, you know, maybe it's not even the best song, but it's just this this, this vocal and what it is about it just always, I can't forget it. And the first, you know, the first time you hear a song, can't forget it. So I was in sick form or whatever, and I was playing that song on repeat. It's good times. So tell me, you know, a little bit about school and 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 how you found it, because you know, being sort of you know plucked out and 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 said, look, you know, you've you've, you've got a voice. Let's let's go and pursue this, mm. uh, and then finding yourself in 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 boarding school. And t- tell me a little bit how that was. So I think that's been a really big part of like the last couple of years for me as well um so basically i went i started going to therapy in like 2000 and what is it now 2023 like maybe late 2019 maybe early maybe could be 2018 can't remember anyway and i think this is the kind of subject and the thing that you know everyone around me around me was saying this is great this is really good this is this is good for you you must be so you're so lucky all of this stuff i think you of reclaiming like what I actually think and what my story is, has been a big part of like understanding myself. And I would say like, if I was to go back, I don't, I don't really rate it. I don't think I would do it. And I don't think I would send it to someone else. Um, it's, I think family is so important and spending that time with your family is so important. Um, so I think I would always lean in and fight for that. And I think that's, been a big part of our journey as a family is kind of reclaiming and kind of fighting to be closer um and i think that's really good so no absolutely i I just it's you know it's it's horses for courses and and i don't know i I, like for me like boarding school was something i was threatened with when i was a naughty kid (laughs) yeah literally we'll send you off to and 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 it was And, and i remember i played up and once and, and when I come home, there was a a, a, a like a brochure for a boarding school, and I remember thinking, "Holy shit, I, I can't go to boarding school. Like, I want to live, you know, with, with with my family and with your mates, yeah, and, yeah, and, and and where my friends are, and 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 I can't, I think that's kind of really sort of given me a warped view of it because I've had multiple guests on this podcast that have all you know um, been to boarding school, well, and, been and loved it, and and, and 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 have had a positive experience from it, but. Um, yeah. I think because it was so alien to me and it was just used against me as if like you you you, you play up that's where you're going. I was like, God no. And uh It's almost like I can hear that in the Simpsons or something, you know? I like <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um when you was at school Yeah and 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 you know, I I'm presuming a big focus for, for your your, your studies there was to, was to, you know pursuing the 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 the, the life of of of, the mu- of of music and choir. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you wanted to do, or did you? You said you started a band at that point. You know, what did you want yeah. to do? This is this is kind of the layers as well, because you know everyone's saying it's really good for you, and for me, I don't think it was a perfect match. Like, I really enjoy like there's been some of it that I've really really enjoyed and got a lot out of like the classical music there's there's so much there and you know I have really enjoyed some of it but I think my relationship with it was I was being in in a way sort of forced to do a lot of this stuff it's like because I was there and because I was there on like music scholarships which means I'm getting all the money off etc um it was sort of my job to perform, you know, whether it be like I'm singing this or I'm playing the cello in this or I'm or I'm 
you know, I had to be in these things, I had to be showing face and I had to be, otherwise they're kind of, you know, what's my job? And I think, I think when I was interested in other things, like say I wanted to do some, some acting in a play or a school thing, I, I wouldn't be able to get, I'm, I'm sure this is, I'm sure they probably just didn't want to cast me because I wasn't any good, but like, <laughs> you know, I definitely, I wasn't really allowed to be as intricate, intric, in involved or as, as heavily um, interested. I've lost the word. I wasn't really able to be part of these things because I had all these other commitments that I think, you know, behind the scenes, it was sort of a, a given that, oh, no, 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 he's got to be doing that. So I couldn't be. Yeah couldn't be doing plays and be like, sorry, I can't come to re orchestra rehearsals because I'm in a play or whatever. Yeah. So I think, and then sim similarly, like with the, with the rock stuff, it would be like, we'd be in the rehearsal studios, like, you know, and it was really exciting and it was new. And then I'd have to be like, guys, sorry, I've got to, I've got to go. And it would cut, it would cut a lot of my experiences there, like short. Yeah. Um, you know, I get I'd get half of the time that I was enjoying or like really leaning into something. And and for me, I think my life now is essentially I'm a I'm a singer songwriter, I'm a producer, doing a bit of MDing and and like whilst, you know, maybe I'll could mock up a string arrangement every once in a while, which I don't actually end up doing ever. No one really uses like music or music notation. So I've like really been through this process of unlearning a lot of these things that I've been taught are good for me. And then I'm out in the world doing the thing that I'm passionate about. And more often than not, it's it's less it's 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 kind of getting in the way. So I've been on a process sort of relearning myself, like really having a relationship with with what I like and what I enjoy. And I'm getting, I almost had this little mission with myself that I'm really enjoying where to almost forget all of the things I was taught and really come back from this like core, pure place of like, what do I think? What do I feel? And how would I get there if I, if I hadn't done it ever before in my life? And I think sometimes when I see or hear musicians that like, I'll be like, oh, cool. And they, and they kind of make a point of saying, they don't really know what's happening within musically or they don't really know what's happening or like why it's good. It's just like, it's all instinct and it's all, um, I don't know, just belief. Um, those are my favorite musicians when, when the kind of the magic of music is there because it's like, you know, you watch a magician, they do the trick. As soon as you find out, or if you're someone who kind of is like knowing or thinking about all the technical stuff that's going on behind the scenes, I think you lose all the emotion, you lose you lose all the joy. And I and I I really try and channel that that emotion, that and that love and that joy back into, you know, something that I've been doing for quite a while now. Um so that's been a part of my process is to kind of almost feel like a bit of a newborn. Yeah. Um because it's it's bringing some good results and i'm really enjoying it because it's like oh what would you do if it was just you and then like, you get to do it and um and it feels good feels good man that tell was probably a bit of a ramble I'm not no really not sure. at all <laughs> not at all went on a journey tell me the first song that you bought from a record store well simply because i was i was all locked up um um <laughs> you're not helping you know, you're not helping my views on boarding school <laughs> um <laughs> well yeah so one of these birthdays i was brought a care package um and it was so the birthday was like the killers uh hot fuss uh it was i predicted a riot by the kaiser chiefs it was black eyed peas with the um the one with funk it on no, pump it, not funk it. Um, Elephant? Incredible. Uh, what is it? Monkey business. That's right. it. Yeah, monkey business, and Eminem, the Eminem show. So those are the ones in my little CD wallet. Um, so, so I don't. I didn't even buy it. I was given it. I couldn't tell you the first one I was bought. That's crazy. Yeah, maybe that's important. Maybe I could go and buy something now. When you listen to. You know, somebody that was 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 in a band, you know, at, at school, and you you receive um, was it the Kaiser's album or just a single? I predict a riot. Yeah, the the album I predict a riot. Okay, yeah. 
so so you get that record and you get hot fuss. Yeah. Could you because them two records now, you listen back to them. Personally, I don't think the Killers have touched that record ever since. I, I don't think they've got anywhere close to the absolute pop gems that fill that record. Um, mm. Could you, could you tell, was it just new and exciting music for a youngster? Or was the, the hooks and how infectious, because there's, there was so much indie music about at that point. You know, and it was yeah. it was everywhere. It was a real golden time for indie music. But them two bands, mm. the pop sensibilities in what they were doing, I think yeah. outshone the other bands that were that were coming through there in regards to how. You know, I've, I've uh, early on I spoke to Nick from the the, the Kaiser Chiefs who was who was writing. I've had Ricky on as well actually, but but Nick wrote the songs. Nice, yeah, and 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 you you can tell that these people grew up listening to great pop records and mm. it's it's all well and good being super indian cool but if you can write you know um uh, you know um, uh, an intro to mr brightside or you can write that intro to every day i love you less and less like which isn't yeah. a million miles away from that biffy one actually like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's just them sort of <laughs> stabbing strings um but uh could, could you tell that these were really solid pop songs yeah, I, I think I think that's one of the core things for me as well. You know, I think Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty-three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen-stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety-nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The same with my parents. They love, you know, on one side I was experienced this like, Oh, quite elitist, snooty, like, oh, the, the most complicated classical music is the most, the best. That was sort of like one part of my life. And then there was my family, my, you know, my parents who like have this real love for great, sophisticated, but always pop songwriting, you know, when it comes down to it, it's just like, it's, it's like this diamond of songwriting in the sense that it's just gone through so, it's so sophisticated and, I think that's why I also love things like Motown. It's just it's great songs. Um, anyway, so yeah, I completely agree. For me, that's what I love about these. They have these, this combination of this like ultimate sophistication of the, the music in it and the way it's put together. And yeah, when you think about some of the intros and the iconic sounds of Hot Fuzz and stuff, I don't know, it just blows your mind. You're like, how would anyone actually do that? Yeah. Um, still to this day so i i love the songwriting and it's it's a huge factor for me and i think that's always my starting point is the song like i hate to be that guy but for me it's the song it's the song it's the song and um and when that song gets combined with like real love and hard work and and genius essentially because that was what was happening was they were there i like i've heard a little story about um the killers um doing hot fuss and I think someone was like the assistant engineer or whatever. And it's basically, they're like, it was, it was Brandon. Like the reason that's incredible wasn't because of the producer or whoever it was like, he just knew exactly the story that I was told is like, he knew exactly what he was doing and he was just, he was going to town on it. 
you know, with this like ferocious energy. And, you know, I think that conviction and that, that train of thought and belief is so, so powerful. And I think it really translates. Completely. Um, I, I, I had, um, I had the lead guitarist on, uh, who wrote that lick to Mr. Brightside mm. and he didn't choose it as his greatest intro. I was like, dude, you've wrote the most infectious intro of the last 30 years and you're not going to credit yeah, yeah. yourself. But, but then listening to what he was saying for like all of his influences and what, where he was coming from as, yeah. a, as, as an artist, I couldn't hear them in the killers. Whereas I know that Brandon grew up listening to the Smiths and the Pet Shop Boys and New yeah. Order. And I just think, well, there you go. That's the Killers. It's a hybrid yeah. of them three bands, perfectly. Yeah. And it's like you can hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like Brandon's definitely taken, and, and the synth playovers that he's playing on 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 so many of them tracks. It's yeah, an, a, a culmination. And and since then, you know, I mean, they they're called the Killers. I don't know if you know why since they're called the then. Killers. Like, I know what was that? Uh, the, in in the New Order video for Crystal, um, there's a uh, New Order on in the video, but there's a. Uh, a, a put together band of supermodels. No and way. If you look at the drum skin, <laughs> it says the Killers, and that's their fake band. That's, funny, so <laughs> that's where he got the band name from. And and obviously you've then seen Brandon, you know, bring out the Pet Shop Boys at, at Glastonbury, and you've seen him, you know, bring out Johnny Marr at Glastonbury, and mm. and so he, you know he's he's literally just going, look, these are my heroes, and this is where this band, you know come to fruition yeah, from yeah. that hybrid of these these incredible pop bands and and i think he just pulled it all together for that debut record and just smashed it mm. uh, you know even and, but I, go on, go on, sorry. Yeah, you go no you go you go you go like, just, you just things like midnight show and, and things like that they, they weren't even singles yeah. but they're just fucking incredible yeah go on, well, what was every, you gonna yeah, say you and sorry no all credit to obviously the guitarist and because i think you know, when he's done his, Brandon Flowers has done his solo stuff, I obviously way prefer The Killers. So mm. I think when you're in that band setting, like, I think you need the conviction, but all of those players are really going to be the reason it's good. Yeah. It's not the re it's not just Brandon that is the reason it's good. It's everyone together, 100%. but I think it's the, the conviction and the, and the vision and the determination, like, is, I suppose, what I was I think, chatting I, about. Yeah. I think every band needs somebody that drives it. You know, you you, yeah. you you can't have four leaders in a band. It won't work. I think you've always got to have that mm. one that that almost wants it a little bit more than the others, and and just mm. has that that stronger vision. I think every every band, and if there's two, if you get a Morrissey and Marr, or you get you know the, the, these these famous kind of songwriting duos, they do fall out. It does happen. You know, yeah. it's very well documented. What Liam and Noel have no, fallen out? No, I've never no, fallen out. About. Lennon and McCartney yeah. never. Uh, <laughs> all right well look i'm i'm hoping that when uh you got to uni um there yeah was, there was some clubbing <laughs> yeah there was there was people dragged me out well this is the thing i was in i was in one crew and i maybe should have been i ended up being able to kind of morph into an, another clubbing scene but yeah i went from the kind of tire cruise every every night of my life was just tire cruise with that dynamite song i was like oh here we go again but then and then if i was in the indie clubs um it would be it, every night would end on i bet you look good on the dance floor by Arctic monkeys every single one yeah. and it, it was great um so yeah you can't forget that stuff can you where was uni uh manchester Oh, I mean, if you're going to go to uni, Manchester, that's going to tick the box, right? Yeah, it, it really did. It was great. Um, I did. I like it was weird, though, because I've come from London. So I sort of like, you know, had this. London just is gigantic and there's like little cities within cities. So when I got to Manchester, I was like, oh, well, this feel, like it felt a bit small. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but but I yeah, it was really, really good. And. I've met so many cool people from it. And I think my favorite thing about Manchester is that, and the, the people I met had, were in that similar lane to me where, um, uh, cause I am this thing, I end up getting peer pressured into doing classical music at uni. Terrible choice for me. Um, <laughs> I was given up by the end. Um, but at, at that, I kind of, what was good is I was meeting people who obviously had been through maybe similar experiences to me or like, you know, had a bit of a love for that world, but then they were also had their, 
their love of the the main the music that everyone was listening to yeah. the you know the current the current music and and I think it, I'm really grateful. I mean, still some of them to this day, you know, I see them dotting around the music in music beers and we hang out and always have plenty of people to call on and, and they're really good people. So, yeah, Wonderful. lucky. Wonderful. Going to take you home. Tell me favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Oh. Well, because I'm Irish and Welsh. And then I think it's somewhere somewhere in there, there's a bit of an English thing, but I, my parents essentially came from Belfast and Swansea and then came to London. So that's that's kind of my combo. So I actually went with, um, I went, I'm going with Niall Horan. I'm going with that, my favourite One Directioner. <laughs> I'm saying it. So I, I just like slow hands, man. That is a jam. So I wanted to connect with that Irish, but living in England. Yeah. Um, roots and i think i mean slow hands is just a jam saying it it's a jam and i think the reason i'm bringing this up is because you said home country and for me home country means like roots it means culture it means like ancestry and i think sometimes i just some types of music sung by certain types of people just gets you and you're like why do i like this so much and it's because we're probably you know, real cousins or something. I don't know. Like we're all from the same area. It's Ireland is not a big place, and Ireland feels like know each other. Well, it's weird actually because I don't really go there that often. But there was a time where you know you get off. I'm on the aeroplane and I start looking around and I start seeing everyone who looks a bit more like me. And then I get off and I'm like, why does this weirdly feel really good? And and similarly, I don't come from Scotland, but I I need to get my twenty three in me because I reckon there's some in there. Have Whenever you just I go fr- to like you Edinburgh... Scotland in the mix as well now. Sorry, you said wow. Bl- <laughs> uh, yeah, well, my name is Scottish, Yun, but. When I go, whenever I go to Scotland, I also whenever I look around, I see everyone. I see, I'm like, and it's the only place I can go in the world where where I say my name, Ewan, and people don't go what. Yeah, there's like my name is on like big buildings and stuff. It's like McEwen Hall and this and you and that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I exist here. It's nice. <laughs> but that's why I'm going with Ireland. I'm going with my, you know, they say cultures passed down through the through the mothers, aren't they? Yeah. Don't, don't they? So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Ireland and I'm going to go with Niall because of that combo of that classic pop songwriting. But he, you, like, even when he's doing the poppiest music that, you know, there ever was or whatever, I can still feel those Celtic tones and that, yeah. that Celtic reach. And so for me, I'm, that's what I'm going with. Obviously, there's like Hosier and, and stuff, but I think sometimes I'm a, I'm a little bit more pop in, on some days of the week. So I'm going to go with that. Wonderful. This is your last track now, you and I'm going to ask you to tell me a song that you think many may not know that you would like them to hear. So my other favourite Irish singer... Um, <laughs> only part is Freya Ridings the one the only she's um she shouted me out and I'm really grateful to her for that and um she's just dropped her album Blood Orange um it's out everywhere and I think it's charting I think this week which is really really exciting and um I didn't have a hand in this tune but I've had a hand in some of the other tunes so with with her album coming out last week it's the only thing I can basically think about you're asking me what's a song that I want everyone to hear and I'm so one track minded, so focused at the moment. It was like, it's, it's all about her, you know, love her so much. And so my tune is going to be bite me from Freya Ridings. Cause it's, it's this, it's connecting with all these kind of indie roots, banger energy, but with the songwriting of the songwriting, it's just this kind of amazing songwriting that's so condensed and sophisticated and beautiful that meets the sound world of this kind of grooving, rocky indie bands. It's not rocky, it's more indie. It's like 70s-esque, but... And fun fact about this song is that Miley Cyrus almost wanted it. Um, and she was she was interested in the song, and it was a question, but... <laughs> I don't know if this which if this is the, the better path to have chosen or the other path would have been fun to go down, but um, it kind of brought it back in the running a little bit. It was... Yeah. It was a song that wasn't 100% feeling like Freya, but Miley Cyrus wanted it. And then it was like, oh, let's have a listen to this one again. And we listened to it in the car and it just, it, it slapped. 
that's the truth. It just, it was cutting through this grooving bass line. So, um, and now hearing flowers coming out from Miley, you can kind of hear that bass groove, why she would have wanted it on the album, because it's got a similar kind of aesthetic to what Miley's doing. Um, so yeah, Bite Me Frere Ridings is my my ultimate choice of the moment. Lovely payback there, mate. I'm liking that. Um, we make it easy for people to go and uh, check out uh, Frere's track, as well as all of the other tracks that you've, you've chosen today, Ewan, because we put together a little Spotify playlist to accompany the pod so people can go and get stuck in. And obviously, we'll put your music on there as well. So let's talk about your music. Oh, cheers. Um, what's yeah, happening? Thanks. What's coming up? Man, there's loads of things happening. It's I, I, really, I just feel in this amazing place with the music at the moment. It's incredible. Um, so the song that you chose, Art of Letting You Go, was from last year. I, I released a couple of singles last year. Um, and what's really nice is when I release music, it just, it seems to, so the what the, I, I, you can never guess which song is going to be the one, man. And so I just put out a bunch of songs and then people latched onto Art of Letting You Go. And it's so beautiful to see people like messaging me and like making lyric videos and, and really co- just connecting with it on like kind of a semi-spiritual level. It's, it's, I feel really honored. Um, so on a similar note, I'm going to start releasing singles again. My next one is on the 18th of May. It's called Light Up. And I suppose it's about, you know, we all experience pain. We all experience knockdowns. But it's it's about how, how many times you get up, not how many times you get down. Cool. And um, and for me, it's, it's Light Up is this idea and this concept that kind of when you go into get into your flow state or whatever it is that you really love or when you really start fighting for your own life or whatever it is. Um, so I kind of want to pass that on. And it's a big part of my life and a big part of doing music as a job or, you know, anything, anyone who does anything that's kind of scary or intense or, you know, could potentially go wrong or <laughs> any second, you have to kind of get into your badass mode and just make some stuff happen. So this song really means a lot to me and that's coming out. And then in, I'm going to release a couple of more summary, like up, upbeat ones. And, but what I'm working on at the studio at the moment is an autumnal, like kind of wintry acoustic selection. So a little bit closer to Art of Letting You Go, which has that calm, relaxing nature. Um, I just thought I'd match the seasons and um, have some more energy for the summer and, and then release probably an EP of about six or seven tracks this, this autumn. I'm still messing with names, a title to the EP, but um, it's feeling really, really exciting. Um, And then what's even more exciting, um, is that even possible, is Freya's asked if I'll come on tour with her. So from September till kind of November, we'll be in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and and what do we call it, England, uh, to finish at the Apollo. So that's that's really really exciting. So that's what's going on for me. It's all guns blazing. It's 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 an exciting time. And we got this studio in September. And some of the core values for this autumn music that I'm making right now has been like every instrument has to have been a performance. Every instrument needs to be recorded. And you know we've got my wonky weird little upright piano which I'm recording on all these songs in it. I don't know. There's, there's so much music where there's, it's MIDI or it's it's in a computer, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I I kind of come from those Damien Rice roots. That was kind of one of the biggest icons, like Damien Rice and David Bowie and stuff. And I'm just trying to channel some of that. Human hands have touched everything that was on this. Um, so in the studio we've got with capacity to record drums and to record piano and record bass and I've got an analog uh, I've got this Prophet um, which one Prophet Six um, so all the synths are going to be like real synths and stuff and it's it's meaning a lot to me and it's feeling like the most me music I've ever made so that's that's it that's where I'm at and it's uh, it's a really really good time. And if people want to sort of keep up to speed with all of this, where's the best place to, to follow you? So 
obviously I kind of posting on Spotify um, and Apple Music, um, YouTube, I release little snippets and lyric videos and stuff, but my main point of contact would be Instagram. So that's where I live. I mean, we can try and bring Facebook back, but um, I'm avoiding TikTok for the moment a little bit. I'm going to get into it, but honestly, sometimes when I've got TikTok, like even just downloaded on my phone, I have a worse life. It just stresses me out so much, this like, this idea that at any moment I could be going viral or that I could be changing my life from any video I post. It's like, I don't know, it's it's not real life. And it's it, it really throws me out from a place of being able to do stuff to a place of like, almost like just focusing and worrying on this, on the internet. I like, I need to be everywhere on the internet right now. And it's, it's really bad. <laughs> It's re- it, it, it ends up being quite bad for me. Um, so I sort of made the conscious choice to delete TikTok and um, just kind of keep it to Instagram. Um, I think I'll see if I dabble into TikTok for these releases, but I don't know how you feel about all that sort of stuff. I but... completely echo what you've just said. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's. Uh, I love what you said about wanting to know that human hands have touched everything on that record. Um we live in a very fast-paced world where everything is immediate, everything is focused around a small device in the palm of your hand, and I think the more we can do when it involves the arts to sort of step back from that a little bit and take a breath and enjoy something, you know, and not... not and it not be Enjoy the hard work it takes, 100%. you know, because it's like, it's the easy option. And I found myself just playing some piano in, quantizing the MIDI, and I'm like, oh, that's me, I'm done, song's over. And it's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not me working on my craft. That's not me getting like, you know, persevering through something, practicing it, getting better and being able to do it. And it's like, these are all like essential parts of like life and living. And the, the, the easier we make it for ourselves, it could be the harder we make it for ourselves at different places along the journey. So I think it's really important to be conscious. Yeah. So I cut you off, carry on. No, 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 that's exactly it. And, 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 you know, as you, you touch on the journey, I always, you know, I've, I've referenced it multiple times when, when we talk about like the first records people uh, have bought and the amount of people that go, oh yeah, I remember like I got the bus and I went down to, to WH Smith's and I bought this record and like I remember sitting on the bus on the way and looking at it and it's like, you remember the journey. Like yeah. the, the journey attached to that is so strong and, and you know. It's you your look, life. It yeah. creates meaning. It's everything. You could only yeah. afford one record, you know, and and so that one you got, you cherished, you played, you, you know, you devoured the artwork, and you know, you absolutely obsessed over it. Whereas now, mm. got a million and one things in an instant, and and sometimes it's nice to step back from that and take a deep breath and just, yeah, enjoy the the the, the fruits of, of of somebody's labor. I think, and uh, yeah, and that and that's what I want my. I want to lean into because you know you talk to prospective like labels or whoever and every everyone's got an opinion about how you can do your thing your work and you can promote yourself and for me you know i'm getting to this place where i just want to take it slower and i want to really enjoy the process of making art whether it's artwork music videos and stuff it's like that's what i'm passionate about is you know the intricate details and creating meaning within these yeah. these beautiful packages that can can really speak to people i know it has for me you know there's videos like moving on by james which there's just an absolute stunning stop animation you know that kind of encapsulates everything about life and that's what that's what it's about for me like finding the, those aha where you're like ah that's what life's about you you really find that meaning not just um and these videos can be great and they can really reach you but Often it's more about getting your attention than. That's an important point you they, just made there. It is. It's clickbaity yeah. and it's like, let me see if I can hold your attention. I only want it for twenty seconds though. Like you know, yeah. they, they don't want it for any kind of. Uh, God, I'm I'm literally veering into old man territory now, and I'm, I'm desperately. I'm there to, with you. I've Let's just turned fifty. I've turned fifty last <laughs> week. I'm desperately trying to be down with the kids, but uh, but yeah, it is. I do think there's so much beauty attached to the journey of, of 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 getting you know your art and and i do find that that is the thing that presents itself more and more when i speak to people about 
the immediacy of music now and and how disposable it can become as a, you know as a byproduct of that where it's like oh well uh, yeah it was all right but anyway have you heard this have you heard this and it's like and constantly when you're on youtube or whatever there's always something down the side of the screen going you're hey you might like this well no don't worry I about that i get distracted that. i go on the shorts by there accident i'm like there you go yeah. it's 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 you know and and that's essentially to to sort of wrap it up here really is why i love podcasts because that's something yeah. where people put their headphones on and disappear for an hour and and yes, just it's get the long caught. form isn't it bring it back yeah absolutely you and it's been an absolute delight mate um thank you so yeah, much you for too, giving dude. up thank your time you. and, and and talking records with me um best of luck with um all of your releases this week uh this year sorry um have a wonderful time uh on tour with freya say hello to freya for yeah. me um Will do. And, uh, and yeah and honestly um i can't wait for people to listen to this episode and to then go and check out your playlist it's been an absolute joy thank you so much no honored absolutely thank you so much for your time it's been really fun chatting i'm gonna press stop don't go anywhere there you go. Thank you very much, Ewan. Oh, an absolute delight. Um, by now, I imagine Freya's episode would be out, so go check that out. Freya was an absolutely delightful guest as well. Um, and why not go check out that back catalogue? You know, if, if you missed an episode, there's hundreds. So go and have a good old look about in that archive and, uh, and better still subscribe, then you won't miss any of the free episodes that come out twice weekly. And uh, yeah, so subscribe if you want to leave a little comment um, or a rating. All of that stuff really helps. And as mentioned at the beginning, um, if you can spare 70p a month, it really it really is um, appreciated. And it, it goes in the pot to keep the two free episodes uh, dropping every week. Uh, and you get so much more stuff. And you get access to the, the monthly live show, which is so much fun. I'd love you to, to come along to that. Um, Links to everything is in the uh, the show notes or just go to the website offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'll be back next time. In the meantime, be excellent to each other. Thanks ever so much for listening. See you soon. Bye-bye.